We got to Miami and I got to the emergency room and Dr. Rogers was there and he had had this heart attack. I was immediately in the mindset of what we got to do to get everything done and the doctors were of course caring for him. I'm there sweating bullets thinking about all this and looking at all this stuff and, and Dr. Rogers said, well, do you think they got any food around here? Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. And all they had was uh, a sandwich on white bread. Now, you know, those that know Dr. Rogers and Joyce, being on white bread was not the thing to do, but that's all they had. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. On November 15, 2005, Dr. Adrian Rogers transitioned from this life to be with Jesus, who said in John 14, 2, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Also in John eleven twenty five, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. The teaching ministry of Adrian Rogers continues today around the world through Love We're Finding Ministries. The program is heard weekdays at 7 a.m. here on AM 640. In 2006, at the one-year anniversary of his passing, there was a gathering to commemorate his life and ministry. Adrian Rogers' personal physician, Dr. Mark Castellaw, spoke at this event, reflecting on his relationship and the lessons from God's Word that impacted him most, knowing Adrian Rogers. On today's Mid-South Viewpoint, we'll hear those remarks from Dr. Mark. I had the privilege of being Dr. Rogers' physician, his personal physician, and I also had the privilege even more to sit under him for about 20 years as a member of Bellevue Baptist Church. I love this man greatly. He was a godly man. On a, a personal basis, Dr. Rogers was just like a regular guy. You know, when he first came to see me, I was just going from room to room, seeing patients. I really did not honestly look at the chart before I walked in the room. And I walked in the room, and there he was. And I thought, well, Dr. Rogers, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I'm here to get a checkup, just like everybody else. You know, the, the thought crossed my mind. I respected him so much and, and learned so much from him that I thought, well, goodness, what if I learned something I don't want to know? But let me tell you and let me rest assured that Adrian Rogers, what he was behind the pulpit was what he was out in real life as well. He was a genuine, real person, and he really a walk the walk as well as talk the talk. The things that, that I've learned from Dr. Rogers can be summarized in Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. By the way, Dr. Rogers loved the Psalms. In fact, he wrote a book on Psalm 23, which is a great book to give for encouragement. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sitteth at the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does, he will prosper." Dr. Rogers preached many times that when you buy a new appliance, you get an owner's manual. And even though the, my wife tells me I don't ever look at the book when I try to put something together or try to find out how something works, everything comes with an owner's manual. Well, 
God gave us an owner's manual, and that's God's Word. And Dr. Rogers preached that by using God's Word and using His Word to guide and direct us in what we can do. Well, the first verse talks about the walk of a godly man. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but stands in the way of sinners, nor sitteth at the seat of the scornful. First thing that when Dr. Rogers talked about this particular verse one time is that he brought out the negatives. He said that he walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. He standeth not in the way of sinners. Every time Dr. Rogers talked to us and talked to me, about associating with sinners, it was that we are not to associate with sinners, but that's what Jesus came for, is to be the friend of sinners. One time we were were at a restaurant after a Memphis State game. These two very distinguished businessmen, probably the two richest men in Memphis, came over to our table. They told Dr. Rogers that they respected him very much for the things that he has done. Both of these men were Jewish. Dr. Rogers said to them, I'm praying for you too. Thank you for your compliments. He was very, very gracious to these men, as these men were very gracious to Dr. Rogers because they really respected him. Again, Dr. Rogers said, well, I'm praying for you. Well, we finished our meal, and we went out to the car and got in the car. I was driving, and Dr. Rogers really had this on his heart from these businessmen that came up to him. He said, you know, These guys are the richest men in Memphis, but because they don't know Jesus, they're going to go to hell. He said, men, let's stop and pray for these men right now. And Dr. Rogers started praying. As a reflex, I was driving, but I closed my eyes. (laughs) And then I realized that I better open my eyes if we're going to pray anymore. But Dr. Rogers, he, he loved to pray, and he prayed for sinners, and he had a real broken heart for the loss. Dr. Rogers reminded us that the progression of sin, if we let sin go in, enter into our life, it's almost like a disease. It's insidious. It will grow. He said one time that sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. And sin will cost you more than you want to pay. Dr. Rogers told me many times that the godly man avoids the seat of the scornful. He doesn't get involved in in sinful activities. He doesn't do things that are are not complimentary to a Christian. I praise the Lord that during the tenures that Dr. Rogers had as president of the Southern Baptist Convention, he led that convention, turned that convention around, and he placed in the seminaries in the Southern Baptist Convention godly men who believed in the inerrancy of God's Word. Dr. Rogers, as well as others, has told me several times that that maybe Dr. Rogers' greatest accomplishment was not Bellevue Baptist Church, which it was a great accomplishment, what he did there in the years that he was pastor. But it was what he did at the Southern Baptist Convention for him to turn that organization around almost single-handedly where he stood firm and stood strong for God's Word and literally, through the Southern Baptist Convention, changed the face religion as we know it today. Dr. Rogers did a great and mighty work through that because of his walk with God. Paul said, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. 
so that ye are indeed and your life is with Christ Jesus. Dr. Rogers was always talking to us about the things of the world, about not getting involved in some of the things that are in the world. I know that some of the first times that I understood what the New Age movement was, that type of thing uh, that was going on was through the sermons that Dr. Rogers preached and taught us. You know, going to Bellevue Baptist Church was like a seminary for the layperson. It was a place where under Dr. Rogers' leadership, we learned so much about God's Word. But there, he, he talked about the New Age movement. He warned us of what it was about. He also told us the origin of the New Age movement being in the old Satanic Babylon. So he was on top of things to try to help prepare us and give us a lesson about what we need to be aware of. He faced sin head on. When he was talking about the the sin of homosexuality, he said, In the garden, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. He didn't shy away from it. He loved the sinner, but he hated the sin. Now, in verse 2, it talks about the delight of the godly man. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. I have rejoiced in the way thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Make me go into the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Psalm 119. One of the things that Dr. Rogers taught me was to have a love of God's Word. I found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, is what the Bible says. And Dr. Rogers said that we are to, any Christian is to have that desire, is to be a man or a woman after the heart of God. The scriptures say that David loved the Word of God. And Dr. Rogers taught me that we are to love his word and love the statutes and laws that are part of it. Psalm 119.47 says, For I delight in your commands because I love them. Your law, in Psalm 11, your law is my delight. The love of God's word will bring us three things. Number one, it will protect you from sin. You worried about falling to uh, sin? You worry about different type of things that may be uh, tempting you? Well, get in God's Word. Psalm 119.11 says again, I have hid in my heart your word that I may not sin against thee. So God's Word will protect you from sin. Dr. Rogers used to say several times that God's Word will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from God's Word. The next thing that God's Word will do, he taught, was that God will soothe an aching heart. For this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened or made me alive in me, Psalm 119. God's Word comforts us and keeps us going on for a long time. Dr. Rogers taught me to be a better father, that you need to first yourself trust in God's Word and obey what God's Word has to say. Years ago, Dr. Rogers said on a, on a Wednesday night, Isaiah 54, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Teach your children to follow God's Word. I have three boys, Matthew, Michael, and Mason. One of the things that makes me the most proud of these three boys 
is, number one, they know Jesus as their Savior. But they also love God's Word. They love to read His Word. They love to study His Word. And this began under the leadership of Dr. Rogers. You know, I told him several times that when he preached, he preached such that a six-year-old could understand what he was saying as well as a, a physicist. Because that's the way the truth came from Dr. Rogers. God's Word will also give you peace of mind. Great peace have they which love the law, and nothing will offend them. When Dr. Rogers was in the hospital, he oftentimes quoted Scripture. He quoted God's Word to emphasize that no matter what happens, God is in control. He would always take a terrible situation, something that, you know, everyone else is so serious about, and he would turn it totally around. He would make sometimes even a joke about it. He had a heart attack while he was on a cruise in Mexico. I got a call. Do we think the pastors had a heart attack? We were going to catch a plane and go to Mexico to administer to Dr. Rogers and see what's going on. Well, it was very interesting how God works. God has a great sense of humor. I left my office immediately when I got that information, and I was thinking in my mind all the things that need to be done before we get to Mexico. And I was going down I-40 from my office, and I was booking it to get to my house because I had to get to my house to get clothes to get to the airport. And so I was speeding, doing about 195 miles an hour down the expressway, and one of Memphis' finest got behind me. And the blue lights were on, and I pulled over. And this is the truth. I've told this story many times. I didn't have a white coat on. I didn't. I just had street clothes on. I opened the door of my car, looked back at the police officers. He was coming out. I said, I have an emergency in Mexico. I got to go. And do you know that that policeman said, okay. And to this day, I don't know what that policeman was thinking about. I don't know if I would suggest that if you get stopped by the police. So don't do that. Actually, we didn't go to Mexico. The boat transferred him to Miami, so we had to go to Miami. I wanted to kind of go to Mexico, but I didn't. When we got to Miami, and I got to the emergency room, and Dr. Rogers was there, and he had had this heart attack, I was immediately in the mindset of what we got to do to get everything done, and the doctors were, of course, caring for him. I'm there sweating bullets, thinking about all this, and looking at all this stuff, and and Dr. Rogers said, well, do you think they got any food around here? Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. And all they had was uh, a sandwich on white bread. Now, you know, those that know Dr. Rogers and Joyce, being on white bread was not the thing to do, but that's all they had. But anyway, he just totally diffused the situation with his humor. And he you know, was trusting God. Again, every time affliction or problems came his way, the first thing that would come out of his mouth is, Praise the Lord. Praise God. That's the kind of man and that's the kind of attitude that Dr. Rogers has taught me. God's Word gives you a peace the world cannot give. God's Word gives you a peace that cannot be taken away. God's Word gives you a peace that does not depend on what happens. No matter what your situation is, Dr. Rogers preached many times, the joy that you have in your heart depends nothing on what's going on around you. That's something that comes from Christ. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Don't be a counterfeit Christian. 
If you hear God's word, then obey it. Do what God's word says. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10. Dr. Rogers taught us many times to teach our children to love the word of God. Third John chapter 1 verse 4 says, I have no greater joy that for my children to know that they're walking in the way of the Lord. And he taught us to do that. He taught us how to teach our children. Oftentimes people would say to Dr. Rogers, Pastor, I don't have to go to church to worship God. I can worship God on the golf course or worship God in uh, the fishing boat or whatever. And sure enough, you can. You can worship God in those places. But that you need to not only uh, to read God's Word and love God's Word, you need to hear God's Word. And so Dr. Rogers taught us that and taught us to hear. He taught us to read God's Word, to memorize God's Word. As you know, Jesus, that's the way he fought the devil. He, he mentioned to us many times how to study God's Word. Is it to find a time to do it? preferably in the morning time, a plan to do it, have a Bible study that you work with, and then a place to do it where you can meditate and read on his word. So Dr. Rogers depended on God's word, and he taught us about God's word. He reminded us one day when he said, when I read God's word, that's when God speaks to me. When I pray, that's when I speak to God. Through loving God's Word, you want to communicate with your Father. Just like my children want to communicate with me, I would want to communicate with my Heavenly Father. Dr. Rogers, he loved to pray. And he would pray. He was the type of man that you'd say, you know, Pastor, I have this burden. Would you pray for me? And most times than not, Dr. Rogers would stop whatever he's doing and pray with you. One time we were in Alaska. We were salmon fishing. Now, Dr. Rogers is a wonderful man, but he's a very competitive man. He had that competitive nature about him. Anyway, we went salmon fishing in some of the roughest water I've ever been in. He's just cool as a cucumber as always, quoting a poem or, or something. So anyway, we start fishing. Lo and behold, I catch a fish. And I was so proud. You know, I held that. I said, look at this, Adrian. Can you get a good close look at that? You know, I was kind of just holding it up in his face. He didn't particularly like that, and he well, he put his pole out, and he was fishing and concentrating and everything. And then a few minutes later, lo and behold, he gets a hold of something. I thought it was a whale. He was trying to reel it in, and, and I was thinking, now what would that be? Lose the pastor over the, over the side of the boat. So it can't happen. So we, we were literally holding on to him because he had really caught into something. And he brought this salmon in, this big old salmon. And, of course, the first thing he wanted to do is put it up against mine. And he said, look at this. He rubbed that in for a little while. Anyway, heading back to the dock, and we're sitting there talking. And he said, Mark, I want to confess something to you. I cheated. And I thought, good night, Adrian Rogers cheated. How'd you do that? He said, well, after you caught that fish, I just went and just prayed to God. I would catch fish. And so he said that was his advantage. So prayer was real, and um, he prayed to the Lord, of course, regularly. Dr. Rogers said that God is approachable and that God is important uh, in our daily life. One of the things that we are also to do, as he has taught us, is to praise God. In a little book that he wrote about dealing with depression, 
he wrote a little thing about praising God, and he called it PACE, P-A-C-E. He said that when he wakes up in the morning, the first thing that he does is to praise God and to give Him honor. And the second thing he would do is that he would approach Jesus, approach the throne. Because we have that royal blood in our veins that we could approach the throne and and give our request to God. And the next thing he would do is commit himself to the Lord. That's the C in the word pace, that he would commit himself and commit this day to the Lord. And E, be expectant. He's going to expect God to use him in a mighty way in this day. And that's how he would praise the Lord and how he would start every day. Now, lastly, he taught me that a godly man has an anchor. Not only do we have an anchor with God's Word, we have an anchor with our spouse. My wife, sitting there, Pam, of 30 years, is my anchor. Dr. Rogers taught us through his ministry how to be a better husband through his example of the way he loved and treated Miss Joyce. Every time that that we were with him, he honored her. Many sermons that he preached was such a a great lesson, a practical lesson in the home life and marriage, keeping your wife, number one, keeping yourself pure, making her special, cherishing her. And I, I do my wife. I cherish her. But he led us with the example of how to be Uh, a godly husband, and to, with all the temptations that we have in the world today, how to avoid that. So he taught us to be a better husband. Verse 3 of uh, this psalm, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. For he shall be a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth over her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes, but not her herself leaf shall remain green and shall not be careful in the year of the draw, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Basing your life on God's word as he taught us gives you stability like that tree, the roots that go into the ground. Planting yourself beside the river of life gives you the nourishment that you need to lead your day. The results of this is fruit, and the fruit is what we do and what we see and how we are to be delighted in other people. Dr. Rogers always taught to respect other people, no matter what color, creed they are or where they're from, because Jesus died for each of us. And if Jesus thought that that person was important enough for him to die for, then that person should be important enough to us to respect. And he said that many times. He said timing was was always in God's hand with the things that happened with his word and witnessing to people. You always, when you share with someone, you want them to accept Christ right then, but sometimes that's not God's timing. When Dr. Rogers was uh, in ICU, After his bypass surgery, his room was next to another boy's room that was going to get a heart transplant. This boy came over. He knew Adrian Rogers in there, and he was was not a Christian. But he came over, and he was interested to what 
who this man was. And, of course, Dr. Rogers, is as gracious as he is, he told the boy to come on in, be glad to talk to him. And he shared with that boy the gospel. That boy listened and nodded his head. And then the next day he came back and they talked more. And the boy was just not ready. But Dr. Rogers continued to share with him. And then one day uh, the Holy Spirit broke through. And this young man that was waiting on a heart transplant accepted Christ as his Savior. Two days later, the boy passed away. And so Adrian said that no matter the hardship that he had gone through to have to be in the hospital to have a bypass, it was worth it because he was there to lead this boy to the Lord. But that's the type of man that Adrian was, and he also depended on God's timing. So Dr. Rogers' advice to me and to everyone in closing can be summed up in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate there day in and night, that thou mayest observe and do accordingly to all that's written therein. And then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I have learned from Adrian Rogers to follow the owner's manual of life. And you'll be a better husband, you'll be a better father, and you'll be a better Christian. Such is the godly man, such is the godly husband, such is the godly father, such as Adrian Rogers. You know, like the moon reflects the sun, Adrian Rogers reflected Jesus. And I know that he would not want anyone in this room tonight to not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't know for sure, tonight better be the night that you know for sure. What a wonderful way to honor this great man than to have Jesus come into your heart. I'll close with this quote that that he gave. He gave this in one of his last messages called Leaving a Legacy. I think that the thing that most of us want to do as fathers and mothers is to walk in victory in the Lord. And I think that the Spirit-filled Christian living victorious life, one of the things that we would want to do is to have our children also to follow God. They really don't care how big of a church you built, I built. This is his quote. Or how many we've had in Sunday school. What he wanted his children to know was that he loved God and he loved them. And that is leaving a legacy. And that's the legacy of my friend, Adrian Rogers. 